Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about the placebo effect. We're going to be going over what actually happens in the brain when you're experiencing the placebo, how you can actually use it in your life, take it to your advantage, and whether or not microdosing shrooms is just a placebo effect. Placebo. Greg's favorite topic, mushrooms. Mushrooms. <laughs> I have not thought it all what to talk about right now other than i mean like just in this moment like hi how's it going okay oh, oh yeah <laughs> i wow i never think about it before either but we probably should start doing that people have their ears open and they're just listening know, to this us is the right first now. entry into listening to an episode and we're not prepared i'll be like you look really hot whoever's listening to this you look hot how do you know Mitch, don't question that. Just <laughs> let it flow. Okay, tell me like what's going on in your life. Where are you at? How are you feeling? Nothing. I'm just like reading science books, eating dinner, watching TV. I was very hungover on Sunday. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. You? <laughs> uh, in classic fashion, Australian Survivor is back. And so I'm very occupied with that. I'm loving this season, though I will say... Last couple episodes like really sad, like so sad that one of my friends had to stop watching, and then I just am like, oh, it's a bummer, you know, when like a bummer happens in a show. Wait, how sad? How not is that not sad? like sad. No, just like the, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Blank years. I'm not gonna actually say what happens, but like people getting injured and having to leave and stuff. Oh, you know whoa. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like they're actually like kicked off because they're so injured. Well, yeah, and like fan favorites and stuff. That's just like sad the way it happened. Like and how are like actually, bleeding? Okay, no, no, I'm not going to talk too much about it in case someone does want to watch this. But oh, what the I will Australian say, Survivor. Heads. What I will say is so interesting about this season. So America had a blood versus water season, which is when they put like family members or like lovers or people who are really close relations on opposite tribes and mix and match eventually. I never found it that interesting in, in the US, but in this version, the way that they ended up switching tribes and sometimes people are get back on the tribe with their loved one and sometimes they're not has been so compelling because you realize like imagine we played Survivor together. Yeah, we're having a great time on opposite tribes doing our best, but then I get swapped to your tribe and now like the people who you're close with don't actually match up with who I'm close with. And then it can why, mess up your Why game. didn't they do that on the American one? I think the way that the switches happened, because they're always random, it only happened in one case in the American one near the end where a daughter voted for her mom. 
Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it was like it was the biggest deal, and like the whole season led to that moment. Whereas now, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, Mitch is here, and I'd be like, oh yeah, don't even worry, we're voting him out. I would actually <laughs> kill you, but that's kind of happened on this season where people have had to deal with not necessarily voting their partner out, but well, in some cases, yes, but also just like managing relationships with your partner. It's just been so much. Yeah, more that's cool. That's cool. That's interesting. That's Welcome smart. to the Survivor podcast. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Mitch, you should have a recap podcast. I love how you were like, it's a spoiler because everyone's watching Australian Survivor, <laughs> no. so I can't say. You know what, Greg? Something can be a spoiler if even just one person's watching, and so I just have the utmost respect for spoiler warnings because I didn't want to ruin that for anyone. Well, reach out if you are the person who would have. If you're watching it. Australian Survivor, let me know. I'm absolutely obsessed. You're gonna have to like really let Greg know because I don't really use the internet that much. No, I do. I just don't use social media that much, so I don't like know if you're contacting me. <laughs> I don't know how to find messages from people that like I don't follow. Yeah, okay. So you're never gonna get it to Mitch, but uh, you could <laughs> send him a snail actually, mail. But if you tweet me, I usually will see that. Oh, okay. Because I go on Twitter and then it's easier. But like on Instagram, sometimes when people you don't follow message you, I don't know how to find that. Yeah, you can't find it. That's true. You'll be like, this person message. I'm like, where? Yeah, no, yeah. You <laughs> hit all requests. <laughs> anyway, shall we get into this episode? Yeah. Oh, what did we learn this week? Nailed it to <laughs> Um, Okay, my study is on school. Sounds really cool, huh? Yeah, I, lo- I miss. Um. About the impact of money on school, which I think you'll find interesting because you used to be a teacher and part of the administration and stuff, right? Like knowing like the behind the scenes of how money gets spent. And I know it's very different in different countries. This study was in Wisconsin. So obviously <laughs> um, America is like very different than Canada. In terms and it's of how also a very different state. So you, this is a this is different yeah, for a state. exactly. But regardless, this study feels applicable more broadly. Okay. So since the 80s, allegedly... Uh, not allegedly, but with evidence, uh, like funding for schools has gone up a lot. Like every decade funding in the States for schools has increased. Okay, good. It says per pupil funding has doubled since the 1980s. That is hot. Yeah. Um, And so they were trying to analyze like when this money is spent, in which ways is it the most effective? Like where do we spend the money to get the biggest bang for our buck? And so what they realized was that spending money to like build new buildings and make schools fancy like had very little impact yeah on the schools for sure whereas spending on operations like teacher salaries support services etc increased test scores decreased dropout rates and increased post-secondary enrollment yeah doesn't like, that seem obvious yeah. i know i know it sounds like less cool when i say it out loud but it was what do you mean it's like don't revamp the building so basically the problem that they were pointing out was so often a, a way bigger yeah, proportion of money true. goes towards like upgrading schools getting fancy tech yeah, and like there was facilities there was a caveat here that was like obviously some schools if it's a school that's like in disrepair that can bring it be important to make a school safe yeah, and functional. Like asbestos, killing yeah. thine children. But they basically were like, when infrastructure is already at an adequate level, there's a marginal return when you like upgrade things or get things in school compared to when you invest in teachers and like guidance counselors and social workers, which is obvious. But yeah, for you need some reason, more way people. less money goes to that. That's so sad. I feel in that I feel that's the case in like Ontario, Canada as well, where it's like teachers are constantly having to fight for like. More money. Like wage increase. Um, Or like smaller classes. You know what I mean? So they can actually focus. True. Like that money in this case when schools spent it, they were spending on bringing in more teachers or increasing salaries. And it was like, obviously that helps the students. 
So it's like people are what thinking about renovate. I'm like, it's also hard to renovate a school because I'm like, where do all the kids go? Well, sometimes they're building that. new buildings even. Oh, true. You know what I mean? I went to like, I taught in like a beautiful school in the UK, but like it was hell on earth inside. Like it didn't matter <laughs> that like we all had smart boards. It's right. Like, the, like I would have been gladly had another teacher. So maybe there wasn't enough, yeah, resources allocated to that element. Even yeah. Even though your school was beautiful. And the class sizes were huge. There was like 32 kids. Whoa. And there actually was always other teachers who were like, what is it like teaching me. 32 kids? Hell, what do you think it would be like? Uh, <laughs> it's absolute hell but it's like fun but it's hell <laughs> like it's too many kids like there's to always like just like at yeah. least six where you're like yeah well good luck in the future because i cannot focus on you right now i'm gonna focus up here on the front the ones in the front who are actually like looking at me yeah I feel and like then I yeah there would be other i would always have teacher's assistants because i had like the quote-unquote worst classes and they would just sit with those six kids and like yell at them oh <laughs> i haven't like ever i i taught piano and the curriculum, not curriculum, but like the stuff that I did would teach classes. Sometimes the most was probably every seven. And I cannot imagine. I mean, piano maybe is over the top to have like 32 people learning together at once <laughs> because it'd be so loud. Yeah, it's like, when do I get to play the piano? Yeah, no, you're all like playing the same thing at the same time. Like it was an cool. interesting method of learning. I was like the school of Yamaha, but um, I can't imagine what that would be like to have so many students. Yeah, we love teachers and we are indebted to you. And you should just, yeah, pay for more class sizes, smaller. Boom. Hire us as politicians. <laughs> All right, what'd you learn? Um, mine is about the pterosaur, uh, which is a prehistoric beast that lived alongside dinosaurs. Like the flying one, right? Yeah. It's the same as a pterodactyl. Well, what I found weird was it's called a pterosaur, and they kept kind of like alluding to the fact that it wasn't technically a dinosaur, but it lived alongside dinosaurs, and that kind of annoyed me. Oh. Because I was like, why aren't you saying it's a dinosaur? What do I not know? Well, it must be a dinosaur, but they never, <laughs> they were using weird language where I was like, hello, like, am I not? Are they not? Should I look it up now while you're talking? Yeah. Like, are pterosaurs not dinosaurs? Yes, please. And thank you. So they found fossils of one of these huge looking, yeah, they do look like pterodactyl like mm -hmm. things. And they found these two pellets of puke next to them, which like is kind of interesting because like these pellet puke things are like a very specific thing that they didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And the pellets were made of like, fish bones and scales and then they realize modern birds have stomachs divided into two chambers one secretes the digestive acid the other helps break down bones and scales that the birds then regurgitate as pellets. oh that's so cool so it's literally like, like they're birds birds are dinosaurs is the so point. by the way though i did check and they are not dinosaurs pterosaurs what the hell it says they're neither birds nor bats pterosaurs were reptiles close cousins to dinosaurs who evolved on a separate branch of the reptile family tree Thank you, because they were kept saying these gorgeous beasts that lived <laughs> alongside dinosaurs. They kept saying things like that, that I was like, well, it looks like a dinosaur. It looks like a pterodactyl. <laughs> and it's called a pterosaur. There's yeah, sore in the word. Like, you're, like no one's going to ever think you're not a dinosaur when you look like one and you're a sore. And they were the first animals after insects to evolve powered flight. Not just leaping or gliding, Whoa. but flapping their wings to generate lift and travel through the air. They're so freaking cool, but it's also like, no, yeah. it's cool birds because modern birds literally puke up pellets of all the scales and bones that they eat that they can't digest. And so did the pterosaur millions and millions of years ago. I'm absolutely freaking out because I'm seeing a picture of a pterosaur that is comparing the size of a giraffe. It's just as tall. Is this real? It's CBC. <laughs> It looks like a pelican. It says giraffe-sized flying reptiles once soared over Alberta. Whoa. These, these Isn't that 
rocks. That's so insane. wild. Yeah. These fossils were found in China. So that means, well, yeah, if they're soaring over Alberta on the size of want. a giraffe, they're going <laughs> to be able to go to China. <laughs> probably as fast as a jet plane. Yeah. Wow. So cool. And it's I, so long ago that China was like probably like a tag. The picture I'm looking at just has like this modern woman for reference size with her hands like on her hips and just like a cute little pair of jeans and a little blouse. And it's like so funny that she's beside a giraffe and then two giant pterosaurs. Well, what did the pterosaur eat? Oh, oh, they ate. Um, no, what's also so cool inside the pellets was prehistoric fish bones oh cool so they so would like, like they were eating the water yeah the they were eating like... fish and then the fish are so old that they're like prehistoric and then but birds are doing the same things puking up pellets and they found the pellets it's the first time they found pellets from a pterosaur cool. barf pellets by the way but would it could look like poo so you said like kind of there's a pellet kind of you know how some what? like animals poop pellets i, I I didn't say anything about poo. <laughs> no, I know, but like obviously, it's a form of like they've regurgitated it. It's oh, like waste. Oh, does for it them. look like does it look like poo? Um, I don't know, <laughs> but it's made of like the indigestible parts of animals' bones, scales, etc. So like, uh. I don't know if that's gonna look like poo. No, I just when you said pellets, you know how like bunnies poop pellets. Kind yeah, of, yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. It, cool (laughs) (laughs) i love finding pellet poo like in the wilderness it feels so wild it feels so like i'm in like a wilderness movie yeah and you're like oh there's been an animal here then you taste it oh Oh, fresh fresh. that's disgusting okay yeah that's that's (laughs) too much okay shall we uh, take a little break yeah okay Every five and a half minutes, someone in the U.S. dies of a drug overdose. Each of these deaths is tragic and preventable. There is an effective approach for protecting the health of people who use drugs and avoiding fatal overdoses. The approach is called harm reduction. Harm reduction includes things like access to sterile syringes to stop the spread of HIV and hepatitis C, access to naloxone to prevent fatal overdoses, and connecting people with the vital services and information that they need. Harm reduction doesn't require anyone to stop using drugs to get help. Instead, it provides judgment-free support for people and meets them wherever they are at that day. Please visit supportharmreduction.org to learn more about harm reduction and share your memory of a loved one who you might have lost to an overdose. This ad is brought to you by BetterHelp. Here at Side Note, you know we're obsessed with therapy, and that's what BetterHelp is all about. Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? Can't pinpoint exactly what interferes with your happiness? Try BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, which means no more uncomfortable waiting rooms. It's so convenient you can start communicating with a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. You can send a message to your counselor and Anytime. And what's even better is BetterHelp is available worldwide. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash side note. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash side note for 10% of your first month. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. Placebo. The placebo. I love placebo effect because it's real, Hans. Well, get to it. Yeah, I think it's so cool. Like, I feel that obviously it's one of the first things you kind of talk about and learn in science. Not the first things, but it's obviously such a powerful tool that was developed to test against other drugs. Like the placebo yeah. effect, not necessarily, but using like control studies where yeah. you use a placebo that is nothing, it is a sugar pill or something, was like a genius invention. It's also little just did like, they know, yeah, that they're like, oh, these it's magic. They keep doing well. They keep doing well. <laughs> we are here to tell you that magic is real. No, we are here to tell you why the placebo effect works, and it's just funny. It also just makes me realize that humans, like, cognitively, are so smart that we're dumb. What do you mean? Like, we're so smart that we can trick ourselves into thinking things work. Because, like, because... <laughs> yeah, it makes I mean? you realize your consciousness <laughs> is really just one tiny little part of you. Yeah. Because, and it's out of your control. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even when... Yeah, I, my study is really interesting for that, which I'll touch on. But, like, placebo, you obviously think... Like, one thing I... Anyway, okay. Just go. Just get no, into no, no, no. I want to first talk about other things first because what is the placebo? For people who don't know, for sure. It's just like when a placebo is usually given as a decoy in a study. So like if we're testing drug A, we want to give drug A to some people, but drug placebo to others so we can have a reference point of like oh is it just like the body that's making them feel well or does drug a actually make a difference? Sadly like when we tested the vaccines some people got not the vaccine as the placebo right. and then we <laughs> sent them off into society and they got way more sick and then that's how they do oh the vaccine is <laughs> working because the like, people who got the placebo are sucks I yeah know. to get a fake vaccine and be like oh sweet i got the no, vaccine. what would be an interesting placebo effect study did those people who got the fake vaccine get a 24-hour flu later because they assumed they had it True, like, so that, so from the placebo, a lot of studies realized there's actually the placebo effect or the nocebo effect sometimes where it actually, a placebo can impact you and your body. Obviously not in the sense that it's like going to cure a disease or like if you have an infection for the most part, yeah. a placebo is not, <laughs> is not going to make you like kill off the infection, but there are lots of studies and evidence that kind of show, okay, but it could help you with headaches. It could help you with pain anxiety. modulation. If people you think it works. There's this sort of connection where your body sometimes does things because it thinks there's a drug inside you or thinks that something's going to work. And as a result, you see a proper response, yeah. which is actually really cool. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like, it's the reason why we're still talking about this all the time and we talk about it all the time and so often in the research that you do they're talking about placebos and it's just so funny how sometimes they don't work because they actually just like end up working what do you I, mean oh because the placebo itself yeah they're like and the placebo had effect too <laughs> <laughs> but the um i just like think it's so sad that probably the people who got the like sugar water vaccine definitely 24 hours after like their other friend in the study was like i'm so sick and they were like i'm not sick like damn it <laughs> but that you know happened what I mean? to like, some people who get, get the vaccine it. oh yeah true right so like true. not everyone got a if i was in that a, trial sorry. like early days wanting the vaccine so bad and i wasn't getting sick i'd be so annoyed well didn't our first 
First dose, we didn't get sick. Second dose, we got sick. Exactly. And I remember thinking yeah, like, true. well, I hope it's working. <laughs> yeah. I remember like when everyone was getting sick and I wasn't after the first dose, I was mad because I was like, I want to feel sick because that's how I know you it's know, working. Yeah. You know, they didn't like miss your arm. Back, yeah. So. I was like, did they? Yeah. Did they squirt, <laughs> squirt it in the air by mistake? Whereas the second time when I got sick, I kind of like got all under the covers. and was like, yes, it's finally <laughs> like I know it's in me. Okay. Uh, but back to placebo. Do you want me to do mine? I love mine. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like what is yours about? Okay, so this is about the placebo effect actually taking place in the brain and them essentially, this is from last, it's a new study. So what made us think of this episode? Proving that like it actually physiologically changes your brain. when So that taking a placebo is not just like a perceived impact, but something is happening physically in your your body to actually change you. To actually have you have increased pain tolerance and decrease your ability to feel pain. Okay. So what they did was like, this is so fun. They would give, there were three separate groups. All got the same cream, people. They're all getting a (laughs) neutral cream. Like a topical cream? Yeah, that they're going to put on their skin. Okay. So one of the creams was labeled lidocaine and was said to decrease pain, be a pain-relieving cream. As in they saw that on it. Yeah, yeah. They they were like, we're testing this Uh pain cream, and you (laughs) got the pain relief cream. They rub, rub, rub it on their skin. That's how they talk. We're testing this pain cream. Yeah, that's when you know you're at the placebo one. They're like, we're testing Pain. It's definitely real. Yeah, no, I don't know the like <laughs> tone of the scientists, but I assume they weren't. It's probably a piece to, of like, paper. Wink. At, like, <laughs> oh, it has pain relief. Wink, wink. It's like I hope they're not doing that. The second one was called. Uh, it was considered to be heat intensifying cream, and it was labeled as capsaicin, which is like the chemical that makes like spicy, spicy in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Watch hot ones. <laughs> and then one was the neutral labeled cream. That was said to be neutral. But guess what? They were all neutral. Anyways. So then they were all touched with a hot object on the place where the cream had been rubbed in. Okay. And those with the lidocaine labeled cream reported decreased pain. But what also they did was while they did this, they hooked them up to an fMRI and watched their brain. Hmm. And their brains had noticeable changes in the PAG RVM pathway that mimicked pain relief. So like... Those people huh. reported that they had decreased pain when they had that, like, quote unquote, lidocaine labeled neutral cream. And their brain pathways mimicked people who had actually had pain relief given to them. Oh, wow. And then the same happened, like, on the other end for the nocebo effect for the heat intensifying labeled capsaicin one. They had, it was, it was a different part of the brain. Heat intensifying. So they yeah. thought it would make their arm burn. Yeah, it would make it hurt more. Okay. And it was like the parabranchial nucleus, which is like a part of the brain that is like when there's increased pain was higher than anyone else in the study who had the neutral orbital. Interesting. Pain so their brain was actually like changing to feel more pain in that case. Yeah. To mimic what the results would be. But they all were just given neutral cream and given the same temperature hot object on the arm. That's nuts. I know. It's kind of cool. Well, OK, so also fMRI is blood flow in the brain yeah. that they are like monitoring but there's also other ways of studying actual neural impulses like the electricity of the brain and those are like more accurate okay so so this was fmri fmri so it's just seeing the way that the blood flows through the brain in those moments of pain comparatively to each other yeah so essentially it's in relation to what it looks like when someone takes pain relief versus what like the parts of the brain that are less or more active they were certainly changed by the placebo and nocebo effect from these creams it's like how do I get that? I, everything makes me in pain. 
<laughs> well, it's so interesting because we were just talking because we're going to go away to Colombia. Mm-hmm. And the next study, but I want you to go into yours, is, is a lot. It's really a lot about expectation. And so yes. I feel like you expect the worst. But, I, but okay, I'm going to just slightly disagree. <laughs> okay. I'm not okay. saying that. You're right. I am like, I ain't just nervous. We all know this about me. No, I, no, like, but I'm just, I'm, I do expect the worst. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but when it comes to pain... Like some things are so instantaneous that I realize this can't be because I thought it was going to be a way. Like for sure in my life that does happen where I think I anticipate something and that makes it worse or I am more scared or I feel more hurt when it finally happens or something. But I definitely think there are times when I'm like a pain can often be instantaneous. Like you get hit by something. You're not like anticipating it. You're not expecting. But in the moment I'm just like, ah! But it's not like you're, it's not like you're, um, like there's so many other aspects of pain tolerance, right? Like you just have a lower pain. Like it's not like the placebo is the be all end all for why you feel maybe more pain than other people. Oh no, I don't think that, but I'm I just guess... saying one factor about you, I think is that you're more, you're more sure. anticipating pain in general. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm not because I've like almost like placeboed myself into thinking I can't feel pain. No, you actually can't though. Well, who knows? Maybe it's because <laughs> I just like placeboed myself. I just, I'm like, yeah, I can't feel pain. And then like, I obviously can feel pain. <laughs> like I can, <laughs> like I'm not like walking like into hot ovens by mistake or like, I feel anything. like you literally are sometimes. <laughs> no, I burned my finger once. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I feel like I'll be like, what's that giant scar on you? And you'll be like, I don't know. There'll be like yeah, a bruise. No, and you'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying that it's not, the placebo isn't the only reason. It's just like all linked. And I just think when it comes to expectation, like we do function differently. You do expect okay. things to go wrong. Well, this, I will go into my study because yeah, it do does it, kind do of it. segue because I wanted to point out that yes, expectation is a big part of placebo like if you think you're getting a drug then you're perhaps more likely to your body to have a response related to that drug however this study was showing that that's not always the case like there people don't always expect to get better with a placebo and sometimes they do so this is like a really crazy study it was a randomized control study they basically told the patients they were giving them a placebo which they don't okay. normally do right like normally you give a drug and a placebo and everyone thinks like mm, the cream fun, example like everyone you're thinks. giving up pl- you're getting it was like so all these pe- patients i think there was about 70 or 80 um had ibs and they were put into two groups ew fart shitty farters <laughs> kidding wow did i just shame the ibs yeah I'm that includes me canceled. actually <laughs> yeah and like no, I you, was just hung over you on for, Sunday. No, you for I was sure just hung over on Sunday. It's the only reason no, I had Greg for sure has IBS. You don't feel pain, but your gas suggests you have IBS. Okay, I don't have <laughs> IBS. I have really bad farts. Is that the same thing? Yeah, not the same thing, but I think it's a symptom. And I think I, you don't like feel pain, so you don't know what's going no, on. No, I really don't think I have IBS. I think I do have a flatulence problem, though. <laughs> and I don't know if they're like, reach out if you also have... I feel like someone did one time send us a recommendation for like a pill you can take. Oh, yeah. It's called like No Stinkies or something. (laughs) I hated it. I had a bad name, but I didn't want it. Okay. Oh, Bino. Okay, continue. Bino was one of them, yeah. So basically, group A was actually given no treatment. So they were just a control study. Um, But they were like talked to with the doctors and stuff. So everything else in the condition was the same. And group B were given and told they were given placebo pills. For For what? For For their IBS. Oh, IBS. Oh, yeah. So these patients have IBS. 
On the bottle also, this is what it said, says, <laughs> placebo pills made of an inert substance like sugar pills that have been shown in clinical studies to produce significant improvement in IBS symptoms through mind-body self-healing processes. Whoa. So that's funny. Someone yeah. might actually like not be able to read that, that and like... And think that, oh, oh, I mean like in a way, but it's letting you know it's a placebo and but placebos have been shown to help. That's okay. true. That is true. Um, as you wow. might have guessed, the people who took the placebo oh had significantly God. fewer symptoms than the control group, um, which is just so wild that even when people knew they were taking a sugar pill, they felt better. That's so weird. And in this study in particular, their sort of like conclusion was you can like physicians can benefit their relationship to patients by having informed consent. So instead yeah. of having to trick your patients, you can actually talk to them and say like, let's actually try this placebo because it's been shown that it can oh, help. Oh my God. I love that. Like literally like doctors giving people with IBS <laughs> placebo well, okay. sugar pills. Is this a crazy idea that I want to make a video about this and give myself sugar pills and try and tie it to something and see if like my chronic pain goes No, right? you should do that. I've always wanted to do a, like we could so easily just explain experiment. placebo studies in an ASAP science video while just like tricking all of our friends. Because mm -hmm. like it's, although they might be like, I don't want to take your pills. <laughs> like, well, we'd be, it would just be sugar. You, I mean, it, it kind of like hmm. doesn't even have to, maybe pill. I, I'm curious. I'm sure there are examples. In fact, I know there are examples when it's not always pills. Some people take drinks, whatever. So it doesn't have to be a literal pill. Like you could just condition yourself to associate one thing. And there were a lot of other, other really cool studies that talked about conditioning. So if you um, g give someone a drug while they're doing something or taking a specific drink, you can actually create a placebo when you eventually remove that drug from the drink that the drink itself now like and a help. drink with, with alcohol, take the alcohol out, but then you're still drinking and it feels like you're drunk. I mean, that yeah, that's not what the studies were on, but I'm assuming that could happen. And I think it's like, I would love to do a video as well. On, Where we like, pretend everyone's fake, drunk. Yeah, like we're giving everyone alcohol and seeing how that they act. So but it's mean. like, it's like non-alcoholic. I love that. <laughs> um, just like seeing how silly everyone gets. But in this case, I think it was for headaches. And they realized at first you couldn't just give them the drink in this case. It didn't work if you just told them it would make them better. But if you actually... Wait, like a drink to help a headache? So I, I might be mixing up... No, okay. I'm mixing up two examples. Okay. But I'm just kind of giving like a general sense yeah. to apply to both. It's as though if I just gave you this drink and said this will cure you, it might not. Uh, in one case, it was with like um, altitude sickness because obviously that's like a real thing that's happening yeah. to you. But they realized if they actually gave you something to make you feel better, like a real drug the first time and then the second time and then the third time and eventually removed the drug from it, your body would, mm. because you were conditioned, have the response. Not as strong as the original drug in this case, but it was showing how like your brain starts to link well, yeah, feeling good with this thing. Saw mm -hmm. that your brain freaking changes. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and it just blows my mind that like you can just like have a gross drink and then like cure yourself of some things, not of a lot of things. But I'm like, have I ever been placeboed? I feel like I, I've been sober back when I like had gout and like couldn't drink, then realized that I actually maybe just was tying my shoes too tight. <laughs> Don't that want to admit that, but that was a hell that I lived through. I was crushing the bones of my feet. Thought I had gout because I'm a disgusting white piece of garbage. But turns out I actually <laughs> was just gouts to come in my future. Is gout like a, a white disease? To me, gout is like like kings like of inbred like Queen Elizabeth's grandfather who sat around I and guess. had like like servants giving him like bread and cheese all day while he like <laughs> ordered the French to like be massacred. Like to me, it's that evil okay. white people. Okay. 
you know what I mean? Like colonial people. Um, anyway, my ancestors, um, uh, but I do feel like when I've been around drinking while sober, I start to feel drunk. When you've been around, oh, like when you are sober and other people like, and drinking. everyone's drinking, it's like, and I'm drinking like, you know, ginger ale. Like I just start to feel, <laughs> yeah. Drunk. I guess, but that might be just because everyone's like the energy, fun. like the mood. Yeah, it changes. I, Definitely. I don't know. If the I, only like, time I've thought, if like, I pop an Eddie, then I immediately am like I'm high, <laughs> even though I know that's not true. Okay. Like, yeah. Because your you're like, but, but it might be a mix of just like nervous, anxious, those kind of things. I really want to get placeboed. Um. I thought it was interesting, like, the things that it said placebos have been shown in studies to help. Because, obviously, it's not a panacea. Like I said, you can't kill an infection with it. Ooh, the panacea, the word's back. Yeah, but... um, it Yeah, like, you been... can't, like, get strep throat and then, like, not take antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. But, like, pain, dizziness, fatigue, anxiety, depression, and nausea have all Ooh. been shown um, to... Sometimes the placebo rivals actual drugs that are on the Say those things again. Pain... Dizziness, yeah. fatigue, anxiety, depression, and nausea. And Whoa. there have been even some studies that talk about like even um, like as opposed to taking like drugs for, and this is not a recommendation by the way, but drugs for <laughs> depression or anxiety that like there are other treatments that could potentially be placebo that like rival those drugs. Wow. Those are really interesting things. And it's like an, in, it's, I'm going to say interesting again, but like it's a, a place to start with like wanting to maybe take less drugs. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what's kind of made this interesting is like, can we get the desired effect with taking less drugs in the first place? And pain is, well, pain is so weird. Nausea. Mm-hmm. That's a weird one. Nausea is, nausea is a weird one. Whenever I've had nausea, it's like, you can kind of like breathe. Like I always resort to you, breathing. Yeah. you. And can. sometimes it just goes away. You're like, what was that? And think about, like, obviously nausea can be caused by a true physical, like, you could have bacterial yeah. infection or something going on. But it could also be, like, it's like dizziness ones. or, like, yeah. car sickness. Or, yeah. So if you were able, like, obviously some of it is just your mind making you feel sick. Oh, yeah. Remember those, like, bands that people would put on when they were car sick? No. I was uh, never car sick, so I don't know. I don't, oh, well, <laughs> privileged. Gay privilege. No, I actually also never got car sick really that Wait, bad. Wait, yes, you always, you always get car sick. No, I get car sick <laughs> if you even put a word in front of my eyes. Yeah, I'll be like, can you just quickly look up? No. <laughs> if you put like Twitter, anything in front of my eyes, barf bag, barf out the window. But if I'm just sitting in a car, it's not like it's out of my control. Yeah. And if you start stop, my dad was really into like going to 40 <laughs> and stopping in like what? neighborhoods in Toronto. And it would be like, yeah. and we would always be like, dad, stop. But like, um. <laughs> But, like, in general, no, I guess I just had friends who were really car sick growing up. Oh, my gosh. This relates to our gum episode as well because I someone messaged us and was like, my family kept gum in the car because it helps with car sickness. Oh, that is so the reason. Is that why you Well, don't gum? you think? We had gum for fresh breath, for sure. None of my family no, but got I'm car like, sick. No, but definitely <laughs> they knew that if they did, they had something. Uh. Okay, so these were bands that would wrap around your wrist with this little plastic thing that would touch your pressure point right here. And I remember my friends would put them on and it was Fake. like, the, it literally was the first time I was like, I don't even want to go. Oh, so how do you think that worked? You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to like. That introduced you to the world of like placebo. scientific method. No, I honestly remember being like, that's placebo for sure. Because I just cannot fathom with my understanding of the laws of nature, how pressing 
your wrist could help. And I felt really bad because like it's my friend and he was puking, puking, puking with those wristbands Aww. on. I was like, those wristbands aren't working. And you know, and what? I think they were placebo. Reach out if they weren't. I wish I had done research on yeah, that. Yeah, because it is like, you know, as I've gotten older, obviously like there are elements of science, uh, like studies and stuff that have been pretty harsh on in the past. Like if there's not enough evidence for something or there, you know, of course you want to be on the side where you're like, well, there's no evidence for that bracelet. So like, let's uh, call it fake. But as but I've grown older, I do you. feel like, A, A yes, it's like yeah. if the placebo effect could have been working, then that's legitimate. And B, I think sometimes science has this like really harsh angle of of being so superior that it forgets that sometimes it can change and be wrong. And some things yeah. might be super nuanced that are hard to measure accurately. And I know like in a lot of ways it's better to have the hard stance because otherwise you get like snake oil salesmen. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. who are trying to fake and sell you things yeah. that are not real and that's a legitimate concern. But I do think there are elements of like, I don't know. I think I've been like really critical. Okay. Like this is a little, I don't, I don't like believe in astrology, obviously, but um, there are elements of like, I'm like, obviously the moon impacts the earth, like the position of the moon and the, maybe the planets and stuff might have micro like changes on the earth. Like I, I am not one to know. Obviously I don't believe like we know specifically also, all the purposes. Also, placebo. Oh, true. Astrology yeah. could just be epic plus chibos <laughs> because people are like, oh, that happened on my birthday. I actually am like this. And then they're like that. Mm. And yeah. their brain's actually different because they like, have subscribed and be. believed it to yeah. be true. Because mm -hmm. that's another thing about like personality. Like this is all a big episode about like mind over matter a little bit. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of like you don't want to say mind over matter because it's annoying to say to people. But yeah, then this is that showing weird, that like yeah. the placebo effect actually changes your mind and mind over matter yes, is real. Yes, it has like within a range of or like to a degree, right? You yeah. have to like know where is that line when you're in real pain or yeah. real medical yeah. help, you need to know when you probably should turn to like <laughs> medicine or proper care. Um, but there's okay. There, this is my. This is a bit of mind over matter, more placebo studies. Because there's nothing worse than someone telling you mind over matter. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And like you love to say it. Who <laughs> to <really>? me? <laughs> oh, well, oh my god. Well, at I, a certain point, when you're dating someone <laughs> like Mitch, I have to go. I don't know go for a walk and drink some water because I don't know, like what else you want from me at this point? No, you'll say, just, just try to stop being anxious. No, I won't say that. You'll give me a list of things that are so vague that I'm like, I don't know, drink water. And then you get so mad. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Okay. So, um, this is about psychedelic microdosing of mushrooms, which I thought this was a cool study because they started it by being like, it's using past studies. We know that, micro dosing mushrooms is placebo or like they have not sorry they've not ever been able to prove that Whether the like micro dosing has yeah has actually been effect more measurably effective with mushrooms than with the placebo so they did this okay. study and they ended up with the exact same answer it's just like it was okay. just funny because you could tell they were trying to get something new and yeah. they were like okay it's a placebo <laughs> so they had 81 people who microdosed um which is like kind of they change for each person's body weight, but I thought it was kind of confusing. The amount that they were being given was like mm -hmm. weirdly. I didn't know how they figured it out. And they found that there was increased self-reported psychological well-being, emotional stability, reductions in states of anxiety and depressive symptoms, plus increases in psychological resilience, social connectedness, agreeableness, nature related, like nature related, like happiness mm -hmm. and all aspects of like essentially psychological flexibility and functioning for four weeks 
um, they were given these like um, micro dosing. They were actually like given um, the mushrooms, and they all not sorry. They had a sliding scale of these positive aspects, but they all kind of did feel it. Okay. But what they did is they studied them before with surveys leading up to it a month before, two weeks before, during, throughout, after. And they found there was a direct correlation between the people who thought it it was going to improve them and their increased ability to feel all of those things. So if you thought you would feel that, then you were more likely to feel all those things. Yeah. If you were like anticipating, you're like, I'm so excited for my mushroom study. I know that like this, like mushrooms do change the way your brain works. I know this is why they had all these questions. People were like, I'm so excited to feel the way I'm going to feel. And although they all had measured positive increases from the microdosing they found a strong correlation between the people who expected it to be better yeah. and then the people who were kind of thought a it was going to be a placebo or that it might negatively affect their lives had like much less intense positive effects well it's interesting then that they knew they were getting that like often you in a like double blind obviously they they, they wouldn't actually know what they're taking and then yeah the, the whole point was measure, just but essentially yeah, just surveying see, them yeah throughout. Okay. and they it was essentially like if i guess you, you need to like give consent if you're giving some one uh like mushrooms, mushrooms like they yeah. need to know that's probably what they're taking but yeah it was like people who didn't think microdosing would work it had less of an effect on people who did think it would work were like okay freaking chilling having fun this is the part that gets to me because i feel like i love the idea of being able to lean into the placebo and just like kind of believe in magic and these things or just like, <laughs> no you know what i mean like there's a there's this really romanticized vision of me where i'm like oh like i love the idea that if you think it's gonna be when it can be, but then you're like, oh, but if you know the placebo is real, then it can't yeah. work. Well, <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's like, think about that. Like, my, like you microdosing mushrooms, you would be so nervous. Yeah. You'd be so scared about how much could go that. wrong. <laughs> but like a lot of people I think would be the opposite. They'd be like, I cannot wait to like, I'd be in the middle. I think some people, but like, I cannot wait to get paid to do mushrooms for four weeks and just be so happy. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. Well, then I'm just like, but then you're kind of like giving up on the placebo in that one, right? Or No, I guess what I mean is in life, sometimes I feel like I can see other people who believe oh. things that I wish I believed yeah. because it would make it yeah. easier because yeah, then yeah, maybe yeah. the placebo would work for me. But I can kind of, yeah. and this sounds like I'm not trying to be condescending. There's lots of things that I don't know and don't believe, but there are just times when I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't know that 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 doesn't work. Yeah, like I've no, read studies about so how that true. doesn't work. And science, so, like, like science is annoying. Because <laughs> even like, yeah, not to yeah, get yeah, like, yeah. you know, any backlash from like chiropractors, but like most of the science is like, it doesn't work. And then I'm like, well, then I can't go to a chiropractor. Yeah, or even though like mis- the episode uh, throwback she listened to on massages, it's like, it's not like it's, gonna help you recover really right, any and better than good and, yeah, a nice exactly. little workout the next day. So it's like, now when I get a massage, I purely feel the gluttony of it and like i'm enjoying them touching me but sometimes they're like acting like they're gonna cure me and i'm just like okay babe say your thing but you know what i mean like, <laughs> right for whereas you it would be fun if i was going there thinking i was curing like getting my body healed. And, and then you might actually get healed good. yeah <laughs> you know what i mean your, your muscles maybe would like actually relax more if you were like this like resets my body and like makes this me is- stronger <laughs> But it's a strong like it's a strong reason to not listen to our podcast. However, like, going going it. back to my study though gave me hope because it is oh. like even sometimes when oh, you true. know a thing is a placebo, but you know like we can come full circle if we know yeah. that the placebo yeah. is actually a real effect and can help you. So just 
Do you know what I mean? Like, even yeah, when no, you know it's right. a placebo, you can go, well, that's fine. Placebos, gonna, placebos work. I'm just going to placebo you. Just get me some sugar pills. And every time you're like going through the episode of the day, well, I actually I'll say want this ch- placebo pill will help exactly that and give it to you. <gasps> well, I we think I want to do it with, like, I'm trying to think of the best things to do it with. Like, I get like a lot of headaches, not like migraines, like, but like, you know, a couple times a week, I'm like, I need to take Advil. And I feel like it's often enough that I'm like, I don't want to be taking this much like pills. And I hmm. feel like, I wonder though if that one requires like medicine or if I was like trying to condition myself to like take a little sugar Mitch, pill if I was anxious or stressed or you had a headache. You have to try it. Put lidocaine, <laughs> label sugar pills lidocaine. You have to do it. Uh, because it's true. Like you're gonna nothing can go wrong even and just it's like the ritualistic <laughs> nature i think that's why sometimes like people love rituals because they really set your brain into a tone right like yeah there's like tea making rituals or even like coffee in the morning like you become conditioned to like feel relaxed or calm or excited in different moments if you can build like habit around them and so i think taking it something yeah when you're feeling unwell or whatever could potentially be that like just helping just your brain feeling remember a like go okay down or it's just like a reminder yeah this is when I'm trying to relax. I take my pill. There's nothing better though, my sugar, than a pill that's real. <laughs> like that's like actually doing the thing if you're sick. Well, when you're actually truly yeah. sick, yeah. But like it's like that is a really great feeling. I've only ever felt good taking pills. TBH. Wow. What do you like, mean? I'm canceled. <laughs> You've this only is not... felt good taking pills. Yeah, like pills are always a cognitively like pleasurable experience for me because it's a sign of healing or vitamins. Or it's like they're a luxury of our yeah, age. Yeah, weird though. I feel like I, I I take some like I take vitamin D supplement, but I always feel weird Love when it. I do it. Why? I also have what? swallowing anxiety. Like I choke on pills a lot, so I just you like need a placebo scared. pill to get rid of your anxiety around swallowing. To take a yeah, pill. <laughs> so it's, I gotta inject one. No, maybe I or no cream. Just put a cream, cream on and your then I can neck. take my pill. It loosens yeah, my neck. Yeah, yeah. I can take a pill. Actually, do that. Like <laughs> do a lidocaine <laughs> cream on the neck before the anxiety Which, like, of pill relaxes. Um, but yeah, sometimes when I like see vitamins and stuff in pills and a lot of times what? they find out you know like fish oil is not as effective as it is from fish yeah, yeah. see so there, like, you're going no. back to that science thing yeah that's where i'm like <laughs> well i want to just yeah you're right i am that's when i'm like i've read a study that was like taking fish oil does not get absorbed in your body the same way that eating fish. but you know that but it's like you're maybe not eating the fish that day because a you're vegetarian so now you're doing fish oil do you know what i mean like yeah, but isn't can you have fish oil if you're vegetarian no that's true we have that. <laughs> i'm just trying to say like it's that's the thing it's not it's not black and white it's like i'm gonna take fish oil maybe because i'm for the next week not planning to eat fish yeah that's fine i guess i just mean yeah it sucks sometimes to know it because i wonder if thinking it works might actually help it more I don't know. see i don't know i think maybe this is like it's good because it's like getting to the end of the podcast where it's like placebo effect it it exists but it's not that far the positive benefits of a fish oil and the nutrients from fish oil right, is different are not going to be affected yeah. by placebo. You can't like think. will your no, nutrients you can't, into like, existence. No, will yourself that like is, absorbing potassium into the bones. That is a bad example. But yeah. I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying like it, it's like you should think about the things in your life. Nausea, pain, mm-hmm. so dizziness, headaches, fatigue, dizziness, anxiety. anxiety. And think about those what if you're listening to this. What are the things that are actually like coming from your mind yeah. in some ways and not from an actual outside source? Or you can like try a, placeboing those, but not like, you know, osteoporosis of bone Not being like, I'm imagining this ice cube has so many nutrients. Yeah, like I'm going <laughs> to pretend there's calcium in this thing I'm eating so that I don't deteriorate my bones. 
but you know Arnold Schwarzenegger in his book, which what? I've never read, but I've been told about. I'm dating he a used straight to, man. He used to say he would literally imagine and picture his muscles getting bigger and bigger and he thinks that was like a really successful technique <laughs> oh my god what a no loser that's no. so cute right he's not a loser well oh my god i really didn't know you had this arnold schwarzenegger affinity i think he's a nice no there's guy. something like so funny about like a straight man being like i shut my eyes and i thought i'm getting bigger. i'm getting bigger that to me is like i'm sorry we have to say that's embarrassing of all the things like we can say admit well, that's embarrassing it was his job Okay, I know. I'm just laughing at him. It doesn't mean that he's not a great person. It's like, that's really funny to me. Like, the strongest man just, like, <laughs> shutting his eyes and, like, in a bath being like, the muscles will grow. It's like, as I mean, I'm not saying it won't work, but it's amazing. It, it, it probably won't work. He probably just worked out really hard. And that's well, or Arnold was the greatest example of placebo. What the hell? Where is this coming from? I don't know. It just came to my mind. No, it was why are you obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I, I didn't know not. this. You, you, I can tell you are. I'm not you're like maybe he was just the best fitness man of all time people people consider him that like bar none arnold schwarzenegger bar none. is like what is happening <laughs> barbell none um, what is going on wait you don't know this like arnold schwarzenegger is far and away considered like okay actually don't know <laughs> this because if you're a bodybuilder you probably i need to ask my trainer about this um because people like he's like so highly respected like you might see him as like a movie star right? yeah a like guy who's bad at acting in the movie yeah about but the he was like one figure. of the most successful bodybuilders of all time like he's like at the peak of his sport okay so then like that... his book is considered like the bible okay so then book. this is this is what okay right, i had no, a roommate an i had episode. a roommate in university yeah we're doing it we're fully doing an episode about bodybuilding oh that is so interesting to me because know yeah. what i want to pull the freaking rug out from underneath that it's subjective. It's what judged. Is? Like, it's just one of those things that's oh. like, it's well, like literally guys judging. And girls. Okay, I'm just focusing on this one really gay part about it, which is like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's guys judging other guys in Speedos, and they're all like so hetero and mask, but I'm like, that is the gayest thing I've ever heard of. Wait, like, is that the same? Wait, I'm picturing bodybuilding competitions. Yeah, I no, I think you're right, but there is also like bodybuilding where you actually are like trying to lift the heaviest weights. That's weightlifting. Oh, is that different than... That's not what Arnold Schwarzenegger was but, doing. Okay, I got it. We got it. I'm, can we invite my trainer on the podcast? He's a bodybuilder. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm fascinated about this because we're okay. So up, it's the placebo's ending. We're, we're now getting you prepped for the upcoming episode about bodybuilding because you're going yeah, on and your on. Questions. Oh, you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is the objective, but it's like no, subjectively, people were like his body's nice, and to but me, I I'm like that's not that interesting. I think he like you think I, he was just. I think he, he was it. literally just. Posing, Looked. like literally in a thong, going oh. But he obviously didn't lift a lot like, of weights, right. and then everyone was like, "He's the best." Oh, but it's like I don't know. A, there's probably someone who's like better You're looking so than him. Wrong. B, no. what if what I like isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger? I like the other Russian guy beside him. <laughs> and I'm like, but you can't argue with me because it's a subjective visual competition. Think, okay, we have to save this because I'm like, they're definitely not just like, well, he's hotter. Um, I literally <laughs> think that they are. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So what do you think? Because I'm like, I was like, maybe they measure their biceps I and think stuff. They do. But I actually think the oil and the flex, it's all about like who is the most like 
looks the best. I think there's like categories. I think it is like there's moments where you're posing and showing off in a certain way how much you can like suction in or pose this way. But I do think there are probably other like, categories and think where, they measure them? where they maybe are more objective. I don't know. We're going to save this for the bodybuilding episode. Yeah, we will save this. And like I'm pretty sure everyone in those bodybuilding goddamn competitions shut their eyes and placebo thinks about their muscles getting bigger. <laughs> That's for sure. Because if you're spending that much time trying to bodybuild, you're going to be also dreaming about your pecs growing. <laughs> but I will say... Um, obviously, I think it's way more interesting. Takes way more skill to figure skate, and that is also like it's so a sport that arguably bothers me when I'm like, why did they get four point eight? And truly, over and over, they're like, oh, the judges were bought. Yeah, off again. they're like, oh yeah, those French judges were paid by Russia. Can you name a more intense scandal than the Jamie Sattler and David Peltier? <laughs> Neg- was it Nagano Olympics? When I mean, they arguably were- the one where the girl like bashed the other girl's leg and was more scandalous. Okay, fair. <laughs> Maybe the bloodshed was more scandalous. But in my Canadian what was her name? Heart, Tara, Tamara, Tara, something with a T. Tyra, Tyra Banks. Uh, no, 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 no. Tara Lipinski. Uh, no, uh. no. Tara Lipinski was just like a cute little girl. Okay, we got to figure that out. No, yeah, like gay men are screaming at us from across the world if they for not Should knowing the figure up? skating. Like, yeah, there was that, we watched that movie skating, about it. Uh, Stabbing leg leg uh, break leg break um, <laughs> is Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy oh. Kerrigan. That's who's, the what the movie's about. It was great. Tara, Tara Tanya Lipin- Harding. Tanya That's Harding. Right. But Tara Lipinski is a figure skater. Oh, okay. It's just Tara like a really Lipinski. like like she should we should not be dragging her into this. <laughs> We're like, she is just, Tara Lipinski smashed. Her <laughs> she's dragon. just like a nice girl who got like bronze. <laughs> Sorry if you got gold. But um <laughs> James Halley and David Peltier, I'm about to rewatch that right now because it's a good serotonin release so sad that they weren't given the gold medal but then they were because it was all, like all that scandal mm-hmm. made them more Contra- famous yeah. but then also the Canadian couple that did come what may at the last Olympics mm. when this Olympics was on everyone on TikTok was sharing yeah, that, I saw that being like this feels so good and the I, I cried the other day like well I didn't cry because I can't cry but I the <laughs> other day got really emotional watching it and I suggest everyone watch that one as well Canadians know how to figure skate and you know what that is not a placebo because it's real <laughs> and you know what else it is not a subjective judged competition <laughs> it's objective it's fully subjective oh my okay. god I can't wait for bodybuilding like oh. yeah let's do that soon would your trainer be able to handle me just constantly dragging him we'll find out okay <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll see you guys next time Pause. bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.